1: Today we're going to be Luke 23 verses 26 through 31. Jesus is on his way to be crucified and we've only got about a chapter left in the book of Luke. Before we jump into this I want to say thank you to the family leader. They are our 2022 Daily Dose Devotion sponsor. You can find out more about them in the announcements at the end of this devotion and thanks to the family leader for their support. Let's jump right into verse 26. And as they led him away they seized one Simon of Cyrene who was coming in from the country and laid on him the cross to carry it behind Jesus. Now Simon of Cyrene is mentioned in both Matthew and Mark. We did a devotion specifically on him in this event where he is thrust into the limelight, being asked to carry Jesus' cross. That's Mark 15, 20 and 21, episode 649. Go listen to that for more on Simon of Cyrene. I'm not going to say anything more about him now. Verse 27. And there followed him a great multitude of people and of women who were mourning and lamenting for him. Now here's something interesting I learned when I was studying this text. It was commonplace for a crowd to follow somebody who's going to be crucified. In fact, the whole event was intended to be a public spectacle by the Romans so that rank-and-file citizens would get in their minds what happens to people who are the enemies of Rome or who are unlawful within the Empire. Oftentimes, history tells us that they would not take the most direct route to where the person was going to be crucified in order to make the spectacle greater, so that more people would see this parade going by. Most times, some Roman official or soldier would carry a sign with the condemned person's name on it and the crime they committed they would call out their name and call out the crime that was committed and so it's not terribly unique that Jesus would have a crowd of people following him to his crucifixion it says some in this crowd were women who were mourning and lamenting for him in other words they were supportive of him they were sympathetic with him some of his followers for sure and maybe some of them were just mourning and lamenting that this guy was going to go die pretty soon whatever the case in verse 28 it says this but turning to them Jesus said daughters of Jerusalem. Do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, Cover us. When Jesus speaks to these women this way, it's thought of by many theologians and scholars as Jesus' final sermon. Anything else he says after this point, before he dies, is just short phrases or snippets, which are largely in the form of prayer to God. But when he speaks to these women, Jesus' meaning is twofold. One, he's looking forward 40 years-ish to 70 AD, when the Romans will sack Jerusalem. They'll destroy the temple. They'll kill a ton of Jewish people, old and young. And this is an event that's been prophesied from long ago, and it is in part punishment to the Jewish people for their rejection of Jesus, punishment by God. Jesus says, don't cry for me. Cry for yourselves and for your children, because some really bad days are coming. Throughout the Jewish culture, barrenness was considered a curse. Women who couldn't have children, you might remember all the way back to Sarai, Abram's wife. It made them feel inferior. It made them feel less than. It made them feel not blessed by God. To be able to have children in the Hebrew world was considered a blessing. But here Jesus is saying the day is going to come where people will say the reverse of that. Blessed are the barren. And the reason people are going to say that someday is because it would be better to experience the shame and the quote-unquote curse of not being able to have children than to have children who have to live through what is going to come to the people of Jerusalem, the people of Israel, the judgment of God that is on the horizon. This language is very similar to what we read in the Old Testament prophets. People will say to the mountains, fall on us and the hills cover us. Rather than go through this onslaught, this punishment at the hands of the Romans in Nero in 70 AD, it'd be better if we just die under a mountain. Interesting that Jesus' last sermon is a message about judgment and a warning. Again, a lot of Christian people, particularly in the West, particularly in 2022, like us to believe that Jesus only says nice things that make us feel good and encourage us and build our self-esteem. Here, Jesus is saying some very harsh things to some women, and he's intending them, no doubt, to be a warning that maybe would get them to turn away from any inclination they have toward rejecting him. I think this very last verse, 31, is particularly poignant. Jesus says, For if they do these things when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? One of the scholars I read from an enduring word commentary said that the the idea behind this sentence is if this is the fate of the innocent, and Jesus is referring to himself, then what's going to happen to the guilty? You can imagine him as he's speaking to these women. If they're willing to do these things to someone like me who's innocent, imagine what's going to happen to the people who are actually guilty. And this helps us understand the second meaning of Jesus' teaching. He's not just talking about 70 AD. He's talking about eternity. What's going to happen to the people who are guilty of rejecting Jesus? If they're doing this to innocent people, hanging them on a cross, beating them, dragging them through town with a cross on on their back. We're on Simon of Cyrene's back. What do you think is going to happen to people who are guilty? What kind of punishment from God do you think they're going to receive? If this is the kind of fire that's going to be kindled off of green wood, imagine the kind of fire that's going to be kindled off of dry wood. Friends, the message of the Bible is this We were born guilty. We owe God a debt for sin that we cannot pay. It's death, physical and spiritual. It includes an eternity in hell. If we don't repent, if we don't turn to Christ, receive Him, believe in His name, and acknowledge Him as our Our Savior and Lord. And the last things Jesus said on his way to accomplishing his mission were a warning to remind us once more of that truth. If you're not a believer, I pray that you become one. If you are a believer, I hope you're inspired and encouraged by the fact that you're no longer guilty because Jesus paid it all. And as the hymn goes on to say, All to him I owe. There are people in our lives who need to hear this message, who need to know Jesus before it's too late. And we should inject some of the urgency that Jesus displays in sharing this message with these women into our lives as we look for opportunities to share the truth of the gospel with others around us. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.
0: This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify Podcasts or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, perfectly consider supporting our ministry at ChristianCrusaders.org where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast airing on stations around the world since 1936 and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com.